keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bun in country Coming up later on in the show, it is Lake of the Weekday. We'll check in with Doug Kingsley from the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office on our Lakes of the Week, plural. But autumn is here, and with autumn comes more outdoor activities besides fishing. One of the big ones early in the fall is the Ducks Unlimited Banquet coming to Bemidji, and we will talk DU with Scott Anderson. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, it's that time of year. Time to talk Ducks Unlimited. The big banquet's coming up in Bemidji on Thursday, September 13th. We've got Scott Anderson, the, what is it, regional director? Yep. Executive director? Regional director for northern Northern Minnesota. Okay. And that means he's got a a big territory to cover. Um, Welcome back to the show. Good to have you here. Thanks for having me in. Well, we're going to talk about the details on the banquet soon, but uh, for those who are unfamiliar, maybe new in in the state or or just... uh, peripheral interest in the outdoors. What is Ducks Unlimited exactly? So Ducks Unlimited is a nonprofit uh, that concentrates on wetlands and waterfall conservation. Uh, We take care of grasslands, uh, bodies of water that we restore, uh, obviously for waterfall habitat, but there's so much more it covers beyond that, like uh, cleaning and filtering water, storm trapping storm water, uh, and tons of other wildlife live in there from songbirds to invertebrates up to deer and pheasants. Yeah, you are interested in ducks and duck hunting, but obviously, as you just noted, the things you do uh, have a peripheral, not a peripheral, a very clear effect on on many other species. Yeah, there's something like 216 species that will live in a wetland complex. So, I mean, even though we're focusing on waterfall, there's just a lot more that comes out of it. And it's it's something that, you know, pretty much everybody takes, you know, takes advantage of at some point in their life, whether it's just, you know, bird watching, photography, um, or even hunting other species or even fishing at times. Mm-hmm. So Ducks Unlimited has been around how many years now? Uh, since 1937, so 81 years. Okay. How did you get started? Uh, I was basically a group of waterfowls, uh, waterfowlers that um, saw in the 1930s when the major drought was going on, uh, waterfowl populations were struggling, dying right on the on the prairies of Canada, and uh, they figured they had to do something that they wanted to continue on with their their hunting traditions that they loved. Did, where did it start? Uh, it started technically; those guys did the first project up in Canada. Okay, um, and then eventually, uh, Ducks Unlimited Inc. split off into the U.S. side of it in 1937, and there was a DU Canada, and then even now, um, in the last uh, 20 years, there's been Ducks Unlimited Mexico. Wow. Well, I know that um, you know it's been very active in the Bemidji area for a long time because I remember back in college, and that was a long time ago now, uh, early to mid 80s. I was hearing about the Ducks Unlimited banquet then. Yeah, this is our 46th year. Um, Bemidji is one of the, the oldest chapters in the state, uh, easily in the top you know, 20 as far as uh, when it started. Um, it's also one of the top fundraising chapters in the state. Uh, our goal this year is to be within the top 10, which we've been really close uh, each year. And uh, we've been growing it and just try to raise more money each year. What I find interesting about Ducks Unlimited, this is a state that, you know, it's kind of like walleye is the glam fish, deer is the glam um, thing you hunt for. And yet Ducks Unlimited is, is an incredibly strong organization. It is. Uh, when you actually look at uh, waterfalls across the country, which they, uh, they base that on, you know, people are buying duck stamps. You have to buy a duck stamp to hunt ducks. Um, Minnesota is either number one or two every year for the number of duck stamps uh, bought within the state. And it's actually, you know, like most other uh, 
hunting activities, you know, there's been a decline in hunters. Um, and even though we're still showing a little decline, we're still one of the top two states in the nation for duck hunters. And it's just something that a lot of people grew up with in a tradition um, that their father started or their grandfather started. And there's just, in, in the history of, of Minnesota, there's been a lot of waterfall that traveled through the state and, and people have enjoyed it since they've, they started hunting them. In addition to the conservation efforts, what are some of the things that Ducks Unlimited does? Um, obviously, we do um, the fundraising banquets, which, which generates the conservation we do. Um, we do a youth-mentored hunt in the state to help get uh, young young hunters that don't necessarily, maybe their families aren't involved in it, um, to get introduced into it. Um, we do uh, work with uh, public lands as well, too, for other people that are, uh, you know, maybe maybe they're not hunting lands, but, you know, as part of ATV rides or stuff like that that we, we involve in with the state. So when are these youth hunts? Uh, youth waterfall is actually this weekend. Oh, already? Yes. So it's a little late to get signed up. Uh, you can well, you don't have to sign up to do it. I mean, basically, oh. uh, the kids don't have to have a, li- a license to do it, um, but they do have to be with an adult, okay. uh, depending on their age. Um, and it's something that you could just decide right now or decide on Friday that you want to go out the next day. So it's something anyone can do as long as they have an adult with them. Um, and it's obviously you want to have someone with you that kind of knows what they're doing so that it's, it's a safety thing when you're usually out in the water and stuff like that. So you want to, want to know what you're doing. So where are these things held? Uh, the, the ones in, uh, that are with DU are held. There's a couple different ones at National Wildlife Refuges across the state. Um, but otherwise, um, you know, as far as anyone participating, you can go anywhere you want that's legal okay. to hunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. just on your own. When does duck season actually start? Uh, September 22nd. Okay. So a couple so weeks away. Out. Um, again, we talk about the success of it and that there's so many things involved. What about um, the youth men- the youth mentoring hunts are, are, I'm sure, a step in that direction. Is there anything that DU is looking at to try to drive those youth numbers up? Um, the main thing is just getting kids introduced to the idea and what it's about. Um, the youth mentored hunts are a big way because it actually puts them physically right there doing it. Um, we do have a youth programs, uh, their own separate magazine for even kids under 11 and kids over 11 that kind of start to introduce them into waterfall and what conservation is about and hunting. Um, and then there's uh, actually uh, Ducks Unlimited varsity chapters, which are high school students that put on banquets and get involved in doing projects with Ducks Unlimited, um, as well as university ones too. So it's it's more or less just trying to get kids and get get it in front of them that that what's available to them if they're interested in doing something in hunting or conservation. Okay, I know that um, I don't know that we have a high school chapter here, but we have a college chapter here. We do Bemidji State. Yep, and they're one of the top ones in the nation. Wow. And yeah, they've they've got their event coming up a little bit later on, and we, which we generally talk about uh, midwinter. Am I am I right on yep, that? Or? Late yeah. February. They okay. Ac- they actually do host an event in October, but it's only for students, faculty, or alumni of BSU. Oh. So it's just for just for people that are associated with BSU. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Ducks Unlimited Regional Manager Scott Anderson, my guest, as we discuss Ducks Unlimited and the upcoming banquets. Well, we've got the uh, big Bemidji banquet coming up uh, Thursday the 13th. Tell us a little bit about uh, that event. Um, well, first, it it's usually sells out every year. So, I mean, if you're looking to get tickets, you certainly don't want to sit on it. Uh, we usually have around 275 people. Uh, we give away, obviously, everyone wants to win a gun, so that's usually what uh, the focus is, but we give away over 40 guns. Uh, we have about, about $40,000 of other types of prizes we give away from kayaks to paddle boards to hunting and fishing gear to camping gear, so it's a wide variety of stuff. 
Um, we have a couple cool prizes this year that we're doing. Uh, we have a ice fishing trip to the Northwest Angle that we have. Mm. Uh, we have a summer fishing trip on Lake of the Woods that's guided. Um, we also even have a company that donated uh, to Ducks Unlimited nationally uh, some pheasant or dove hunts in Argentina. Um, so that's kind of cool. We'll throw that out in silent auction, see if anyone's interested in it. But it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Oh, yeah. In fact, I can't remember but who it was, but I remember hearing uh, – uh, somebody from Bemidji went to one of those hunts, and it was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, so. it's something that when you do it once, it's something people talk about for the rest of their lives. So that is next Thursday. Uh, doors open at 5.30, dinner at 7. And where do you get tickets? Uh, tickets you can get online um, at ducks.org, um, or obviously any of the committee members in town have them. Um, and I'm one of them, so people can reach out to me. Uh, my number is 218 Three three zero two two three six. Otherwise, we can on Facebook too. We can connect you with someone local as well too. And tickets start at tickets start at fifty dollars for a single. Uh, there's a discount for couples. We also have a discount for group tables of eight. Uh, kind of the big thing too with our tickets is that um, for every adult ticket purchased, you get a twenty dollars gift card to L and M Fleet. So you're kind of oh. getting something back right off the bat. Plus, you're going to get your meal, your membership, chance at a few door prizes, things like that. Okay. And like you said, uh, it usually does sell out. It sells out. We usually have a few people every year that we have to turn away the day of or even at the door. So it's something that if you're interested in coming, you certainly want to reach out and try to get a hold of us sooner than later just to make sure you have your seat. Okay. And then uh, you got a couple more coming up in the next few weeks too. Yeah, we have uh, walkers coming up on the 20th. Uh, There's one up in Big Falls on the 29th of September. And then actually, like I mentioned, that BSU one that's for associated people at BSU only. So faculty, alumni, students, current students. Um, That one's on October 2nd. Okay. How many Ducks Unlimited members are there in the state of Minnesota? Over 45,000. Wow. Yep. That's a lot. It is. And then just like kind of we talked about with uh, duck stamps, there's a lot of duck hunters. Minnesota is always one of the top two in the nation for a number of members as well too. So it's just – it's a state that just has a lot of uh, hunting tradition and uh, people want to get back to that through conservation work. Yeah. we And, and I know we've talked about this in the past but I, I think it's worth bears uh, – it's worth repeating – so, deer, bear, most wild game tend to hang around the area that they are raised in. They don't move too far. The thing about ducks and other waterfowl is if you want to make something work, it has to be uh, an effort together with other ducks and limited chapters from other states and, like you mentioned, um, Canada and Mexico because ducks are not sticking around just Minnesota or just Iowa or just North Dakota. Absolutely. That's that's what obviously makes uh, waterfall conservation tougher because you're working from, I mean, Alaska, Hudson Bay, northern Canada, all the way down to Mexico, Central America, where they travel in the wintertime. So, I mean, you have to focus on the whole spectrum versus just one specific area. You know, you can you can work on just one lake in Bemidji, but unless there's good habitat, you know, further north and further south where they're wintering, then they're not going to be coming to your one good lake around Bemidji. So it's something you got to work on from top to bottom, the whole spectrum of their lifespan and uh, their migratory path. What is the story with the duck numbers in in Minnesota and America right now? Uh, Overall, uh, numbers were slightly down um, this year. Uh, Part of that is probably because of the late spring we had. Um, You know, obviously waterfowl begin their nesting, some of them as early as early May, um, some a little bit later in May. But um, we had some cold weather and some snow and some heavy rains in that early season, and that, that will slow them down either coming north to get to the breeding grounds or if they've already started, it can disturb in the middle of it and they have to start over again. So when you have situations like that, it can it can 
affect the population a little bit. Obviously, there's not much you can do about that. It's it's the weather. Uh, no matter how hard we try, we can never control that. But uh, that that hurt the population a little bit this year. But it's still up over the long term averages. Um, they they have numbers of each species that they want to have at what they call long term averages, meaning at least that level to be able to um, be able to be able to hunt them at, at numbers that they want to hunt and have limits the way they want them. And all the species are above that. Um, so even though it's slightly down this year, it's not like it's down big. It's just down a little bit. So it sounds like the efforts you guys have been involved in have been have been working. Yeah, we, we think so. I mean, obviously having that habitat on the ground is going to help. It's not going to hurt. So the more we can put down, the more it should help. Okay. And again, the big uh, DU banquet is coming up Thursday the 13th. Doors open at uh, 5.30. Dinner's at 7. It's at the Hampton Inn. Tickets start at $15. And the website? Uh, the website is www.ducks.org slash events. Um, and they can also reach out to me at uh, 218-330. 2236. And we have a Facebook page for Bemidji Ducks Unlimited that you can obviously contact us on that as well, too. All right. Scott Anderson. He's the regional director from Ducks Unlimited for Northern Minnesota. Always love having him in. Thanks, Scott, for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Up next, it's our Lake of the Week. Make that Lakes of the Week as we take another look at another set of Twin Lakes. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, holy cow! We can't get enough of the Twins. Well, actually most of us have probably had enough of the Minnesota Twins. We've already had North and South Twin north of Bemidji as Lakes of the Week, and now we head to Park Rapids and we're talking more Twins, Upper and Lower Twins. Doug Kingsley is here to talk all about it. First off, Doug, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Kevin. Well, the uh, things, there's a lot of twin lakes that you see, uh, and uh, sometimes it's because they look a lot alike and or they're very close and sometimes both. Uh, these are relatively close in size. They're right next to each other. Um, but species-wise, are they very similar or are they different kinds of lakes? They're generally the same species of fish in both, but they're very different lakes. Upper Twin is an extremely shallow lake and, and can get very weedy in the summer. Um, so that kind of limits fishing. Okay. What uh, kind of fish will we find in those lakes? It's the usual assortment for the most part, Kevin. Um, we're managing both of the lakes for primarily for northern pike, um, bass and bluegill, and secondarily for walleye on lower twin. Yeah, lower twin, I did notice, has uh, about three walleyes per net, pretty decent to average size if you can find them, uh, two, two plus pounds. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, we have kind of changed our, our management strategy uh, occasionally on, on as far as walleye stocking goes on lower twin. Um, based on some past successes, we started stocking walleye fry on both of the lakes in 2005. And we stocked it annually from 2005 to 2010. We used fall electrofishing to sample young of the year to evaluate how well those stockings were working and looked like they were doing pretty well. We evaluated our walleye stockings at almost all of our lakes in Park Rapids area as well as statewide this past winter. And based on those evaluations, it looked like fingerlings, the walleye fingerling stockings that had been done in the past, maybe worked a little better. So we're going to be switching our walleye stockings back to fingerlings on lower twins starting in 2017. Okay. 
as far as the northern goes, there's plenty of them in both of those lakes. That's correct. Um, they aren't quite as overabundant as some of our lakes. They're pretty much within the normal range for lakes like these. Um, sizes aren't too bad. Most of the pike were in the high teens to 22 inches, but we did have a few fish over that. Okay. Um, what about bass? I see one of them, you see a little bit of largemouth bass, and then the, in, in, I think it's lower, you see some smallmouth bass, but uh, not both. That's right. Um, largemouth are kind of low in abundance, kind of moderate sizes, up to about 16 inches or so. Smallmouth, we just started picking up smallmouth since the 1998 sample, so a recent addition. And like you mentioned, they're mostly abundant in in lower twin, but their abundance has been steadily increasing since 1998. There's really pretty pretty nice habitat in the Shell River, particularly downstream of the Twin Lakes, and we probably get a lot of migration from from there into Lower Twin. And then there's some kind of decent habitat in the really short stretch of the channel between the two lakes, Un- underneath the bridge, uh, County Road 21 that crosses between the two lakes there. And smallmouth are really pretty good sizes, up to about 17 inches in our last sample. How about the panfish bite on those two lakes? Uh, Bluegills are kind of low abundance compared to other similar lakes. Um, Somewhat small size historically, but they looked a little better in our last sample in 2013. Most of them are going to run five and a half to eight and a half inches, but you'll get the occasional one up to about nine inches or so. Okay. Is there a lot of pressure on these lakes? You know, um, it, it, there probably is on lower twin particularly. Um, there aren't a whole lot of lakes in Wadena County, and most of the ones that they do have are up in that northern part of the county. So there isn't a whole lot of other options close by, so I, I suspect it gets fished fairly heavily. And then Lower Twin Lake is very close to Monaga, and uh, it's a pretty popular lake for ice fishing. They they like to get on there as soon as they can when when you get a little skim of ice on there. Okay. Well, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a lake that, or a pair of lakes that are pretty similar to a lot of different lakes we have in this area. Yeah, you know, the one thing I should mention, um, this is going to be a hot tip. Mm. Um, We don't manage the lakes for muskie, so we don't stock them, but they are present. Um, They're probably escapees from our hatchery rearing ponds upstream of there here in Park Rapids. So there's low abundance uh, population of muskies, but it is fishable. And generally in lower twin, because the lake's a little deeper and has a little more structure and and find more muskies there. When we've run across them, though, they're generally a pretty good size. Because they're low abundance, they got a lot of food to eat, and they grow fairly fast, I'm sure, and get really decent size. We only sampled one in our last survey in 2013, but that one was 54 inches. Oh, and we have sampled them over 56 inches in the past. Really? Wow. Well, you know, muskie anglers, they, they, will, they will go wherever. Yeah, and now <laughs> word is out, right? <laughs> That's right. Yes, the people who live on Lower Twin are thanking you for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doug, how do we get there? Well, from uh, 
Bemidji, you'd want to come down to Park Rapids, and then from Park Rapids, you go south on Highway 71, about 11 and a half miles to Monaga in northern Wadena County. In Monaga, you want to take a left or turn east on Wadena County Road 21. That, that's pretty close to downtown Monaga. They also call that the Twin Lakes Road. Okay. You want to go about five miles on that County Road 21, and the access is on the right just after you cross the channel between the two lakes. So it's it's fairly obvious. Uh, these two lakes, so Doug, they're not the biggest lakes in the world, and there's a little bit of difference in depth uh, as far as one lake to the other two. Difference. Upper Twin Lake is about 213 acres, but the maximum depth is only 12 feet. So the entire lake is less than 15, or or what we call literal, um, meaning sunlight can penetrate. The average depth in the upper twin is only about six feet. Lower twin, on the other hand, is 252 acres, and maximum depth down there is 26 feet. Okay. Upper and lower twin lakes are lakes of the week down uh, in the Monaga area. Oh, Doug, we appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin. Fish out, Bob Barnett. Country, country.